Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? Uh, okay, I'm fine, Steve, thank you. Are you all right, your end? All the family? Cats? Yeah, family's all right. Yeah, cats are all right. Yeah, he's, uh, he's still here. He's not escaped yet. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's upstairs. He started roaming the house a little bit more. Um, oh, has he? Oh, that's nice. But of course, we've got four other cats to, to, to organise. So we're trying to, you know, we lock the cat flap to make sure he can't go out. But of course, all the other cats can't come out. So we have to usher them into various places and uh, make sure that he gets fed and uh, they don't eat all his food or go in his litter tray because... Yeah, but we're we're juggling it. He's you know it's been a week, just over a week now, and um, yeah, it'll be a good few more weeks I think before we let him venture outside. We're still a bit worried that he's gonna, mm. he's not gonna come back. But I think that um, if he gets really cozy with our house and uh, exploring all the rooms, sitting on the sofa, just really feels like he's not rushing anywhere, then I think it will be the time to probably let him out. So I think we've got a good month of uh keeping him in at least i think um until we get to that really? point but, but definitely progress is definitely being made 100 percent. oh well cross fingers yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed um uh, how are you dad what you've been doing this week well i've um not a lot uh, a lot of the work i've been doing actually is is organizing the picture making my mind up which one I was going to do, the one I was going to do, actually, I changed my mind on. And the reason I did that is because when I investigated it and blew it up into um, on the computer, the, the detail wasn't there. And you've got to have the detail. If you haven't got the detail, then you're going to struggle. And if you're going to struggle, it's going to show up on a picture. So you really mm. have the detail. This is an animal. Anyway, I've decided against that, so then I decided, well, which one shall I do? I've got quite a few lined up. I think there's probably about a dozen pictures that I've I've um, s selected on my computer and kept some I've had quite some time. Uh, and I was um, systematically putting them up on the screen, thinking, do you want to do that? Do I want to do that? Because I've got lots of things to consider. One is the uh, something different, something new. And that's not easy now. We've done just about everything. And uh, so I've eventually uh, decided on the one we're going to show today. And um, it's, uh, it, 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 I, I thought when I first looked at it, I thought, is this going to be challenging enough what it's going to be? It already is because I'm making it so. You see what I mean? I'm putting things in it and taking things out. And um, it's going to be very interesting. But that does take some time. And I like to, I like to sleep on it. You know, I, I get the idea, and then I think, okay, well, I give that time to muster, and uh, it does. And then I think, mm, well, maybe we can do this, or maybe I can do that. So to actually come to a, the conclusion took a little while, but I'm I'm there now, and I've started as we're going to see. Excellent stuff, excellent. Before we touch on the picture that you've decided to do, and we'll show that. On screen for everyone um we had a, a question come in which i thought would be worth mentioning on the podcast it's from charles uh, and charles asks i was wondering if colin colin has ever used a 400 grit sandpaper uh like uh you are i've done a couple of impromptu landscapes using faber castell pastel pencils 
and I really like the effect. It burns up the pencils due to the extra roughness of the 400 grit, but it's very nice to paint with. Um, so uh, you, when we first were approached by UART to try out their paper, they sent us a whole load of stuff, and including that was a, a trial pack, which contained all mm. of the various grits. Um, what were your experiences like using those? Because including in that pack was a 400 grit and a 200 grit and an 800 grit and all the ones in between. Hmm. Well, um, I did, I did, I experimented on, on several of them. I haven't done the 400 one. I did the 600 and I found that to be too rough. It wasn't, it wasn't performing as I would expect it. So as you know, I've been doing it using the 800, which is a better, it's finer. It's more like pastel mat than the others the others and and I think if you were a soft pastel artist they'd be absolutely ideal uh, but when you're doing the kind of thing that I do uh, a little bit more precise needing detail needing um, sharp lines and this sort of thing it's not easy on that uh, to do it so uh, for me no uh, but you know uh, I'm glad that people are trying different things if it was more impressionistic uh, pictures then I think they would look uh, really nice but uh, for what I'm doing though I mean I love Passama as you know and I'm getting on so well with it with the different uh, this in fact the one I'm doing now is on Passama again and it I, I think had I done it on Ongre it looked okay but not perhaps hopefully we haven't finished it yet, so I don't know. But hopefully this is going to turn out to be really good because you can, with the pastel mat paper, uh, as with you are, but more with pastel mat, you've got the ability to create, use the texture of the paper. I mean, I used to, when I did the ongre, I used to use the texture of the paper, and that was uh, very successful. But it had the tooth in it, which could be uh, off-putting. Off uh, but this... Pastel mat doesn't have that, you, so you don't have the you don't have to fight the tooth sort of thing, and uh, but it gives you an opportunity to give you um, a, a, a texture which we're going to see later on. But if I'd have used the six hundred, it wouldn't have worked as well, and it does eat the pastel. I think Charles was saying that it eats it up, so you can imagine if. Um, you know, you would end up with half half a pencil, um, and that's a bit pricey because a lot of that you're blowing away or dispersing. It doesn't go on the picture uh, as it does with um, a soft pastel. Of course, same thing happens there. That's why I've never really taken to that. Um, I'm not mean, but I like my pencils to last a bit longer. So, so what? Sorry, Steve. What's the the purpose of these four hundred grits in, in terms of the soft pastel? Why do they work better with soft pastel then? It, it well, it's simply a grip. It's um, it's like sandpaper. Now, sandpaper is very coarse, and it has to be to do it the job it does. Um, but in as far as pastel is concerned, it would it would be too harsh. Also, kills your fingers off. You can imagine if you were trying to rub your pastel in, you can get away with it with pastel mat. I've never had a sore finger with pastel mat, but I did with UART when I was using that. Even the 800, I found you've got to be careful, otherwise you'll take your finger, uh, make it sore. 
And it's very important to me that uh, I do do that. So that's the main consideration, I think, the fact that the the course of the paper, the um, more it takes off and the, the uh, you know, the more you use up of pastel and, of course, sore fingers. So that's the reason I do it. But I can understand people, you know, if they want to try it, they, they're very welcome. Just beware of what I've just said. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, thanks, Charles, for, for the question. It's a great question. Uh, and I'm sure there's lots of people out there that are using UART. Um, I know that it's really great for our American students because UART is an American brand, so they can, you know, get that a lot more cost effective than, than say, Pastelmat. Um, okay, so let's show this the this picture that you've started this week. Let me just pull it up for us here. Uh, this is the first picture that we've got, which is sort of a um, your prep station, right? This is uh, mm. this is you setting everything out ready. Yes. Well, what you've got on the on on the left hand side, you have the picture that um, I've selected, and I've um, cut it down on my computer to what I think is a good composition. Picture on the right, you can see there's more of it. And uh, there's another boat in there, and there's more of the Blue Peter Inn, which is the main focus of the picture. And uh, also at the top, you see there's some trees, and uh, it, it's a bit hit and miss. That I'm not quite sure what's going on up the top. So I thought, well, rather than put that in, I'll get rid of it. So, uh, as you can see, the picture on the left, I've cut that off at the top, leaving a little bit of sky. It's very important to have a little bit of sky in. It gives perspective and distance. And it uh, brings those trees. Now, those trees, had I um, brought it down still further, those trees would have been lost. You can see well, very little detail on the trees. Um, so, that was the reason I did it, and I've honed in a little bit on the um, the left-hand side of the picture. As you can see, I've cut a bit of that out. It, it's, it's a question, really, of when you're looking at a picture, you're looking at the balance. You understand that? You've got to balance the picture. And what is your focus? Well, the focus here was the harbour and the Blue Peter Inn, which I've been to. I love it. It's a, And I've walked all around there. Uh, it's a beautiful place. This is in Polpero. By the way, I never mentioned that. And I did do a picture um, quite some time ago now, El Pulpero, uh, on the member's site. And I included this particular scene. But I wanted to do it because I thought there's so much to it. Uh, and, of course, the water and the boat. And the other consideration you have, you know me and my two-third rule. I, I go for two-third rules. Well, you've got, if you look at the harbour wall, particularly, that's one third of the picture. Then you've got the roof, uh, the roofs at the top, that's another third. It's not quite, doesn't work out exactly, but it, the principle is there. So the other thing is, now if you look at the boat, that's right in the middle of the picture. I don't like that, really. I like to move to one side or the other. So you'll see in the next picture where I show the um, sketch that I've done, um, you'll see that boat has shifted across a bit. Do you want to move that over? Because I've done, I think I've done that. I'm, I'm going to talk about the paper as well in a minute. Yeah, let's show that one then. Let's show this boat moving along. 
Now, you see what I've done? I've shifted the boat along. I, I, I didn't like it where it was. It's almost in the one-third rule again. You know what I mean? One-third of the picture vertically. Not quite, but close. But you see how much better that actually looks than it does on the picture. Now, the photographer has got no chance. He can't say, excuse me, I'm just going to move that boat across there. Get, give me a better picture. But as an artist, we can do that. We can change them. And I think, uh, well, I know it looks better where I put it. A couple of things, too, if you look at it. You see, there's the handrail. It's not easy to see this. You might be able, if you blew it up a bit, you'd see that handrail. Stops people from falling in the harbour. Um, I've got rid of it. It was obscuring the picture, and I, I felt that by getting rid of that would help me, uh, and it and it will. Um, if you're going to go, you're going to go in on that pic on the. There we are. You can see it now, that handrail. But you see, there's no handrail on the right-hand side of that where that billboard is on top of the harbour wall, and there's no harbour. Uh, there's no barrier on the other side. You know where the uh, ladder is. So people can still fall in the water. It's not going to stop them. So the handrail, I think, is, is just surplus to requirements. And I got rid of it, as you can see on that. So the balance is better. Also, absence of people. Now, years ago, um, I went to um, a place in Croydon to an art gallery there to sell, see whether they wanted to sell my work. They said, yes, they would. Uh, but he said, one thing can I mention to you that we don't like people in them. Your landscapes have got people in them. We don't really think that works very well. Well, I never really agree with that. I've always liked to put a, a people, as you know, on pictures. But when I was looking at this one, I thought, where am I going to put the people if I'm going to put them? I don't want them where they are on the picture at all. That's no balance there. Uh, so where do I put them? And then I was humming and hawing. This is one of the things I was uh, contemplating for a little while. Do I do people or do I not do people? But in the end, I decided to... I couldn't find a place where they were. On the original picture of Pulpero I did, uh, I had a couple of people going up that little alleyway, you know, between the, the, the building, which leads very, very pretty area. It goes up to the, um, the cliffs, as you see at the back there, or the, the hills. Um, but it would have obscured that too. So wherever I put the people, you're going to obscure areas. So I thought, OK, get rid of them. So there's no people, um, which is not a problem because you can easily, um, as you see on the, on the sketch, uh, it looks very nice. And I think it looks better without people, to be honest. Now, mm -hmm. it's an interesting. Um, I don't. Yeah, you don't 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 often see you do a landscape without people in. No, no, and and I wouldn't have done this without people. I don't think had had I found, I mean, if you look at the two people there, if I was following the pe pictures, I could have moved those two people quite easily and moved them across or up the alley or wherever I put them, but wherever I put them, they 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 didn't they wouldn't have worked, and uh, the other two are just non-event characters really. If I was going to use any at all, it would be the two people on the left-hand side. And, and older people aren't they interesting but, but the obvious place as I say not there because it obscures the um, the steps would have been to put them going up the alleyway 
and uh, but I didn't in the end I just there's so much to the, these pictures that or that picture particularly so much I'm going to get my teeth into you know mm. at the moment I just started out um, and I think you're going to show the beginning now this picture that um, we're going to see now literally uh, I did it about an hour ago or I was doing it it's taken a little oh, while wow. to do hey there you go wow that is uh that's uh yeah that's that's fresh hot off the press yes it's, it, it, it's definitely yes it's only about well from from it's, it's a couple of hours old i started the sky and the trees yesterday but if you look at the um if you look at the picture of my picture and you look at the picture on the left how much different does it look how much brighter more clear and uh, mm -hmm. I think it's going to look good when it's done. But one of the things I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the UR paper, I said the pastel mat has a, a really good way of being your, an artist being able to replicate what he sees. Now, if you look at that building, uh, the white building, you see what I've done. I haven't quite finished it yet. I'm still working on that. But you can see I've replicated the texture of the building. All the little, you know, oldie, worldie. You see that? And I think that is something that is 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 going to be in the other pic sections of the picture too. It's not easy to do, I've got to say. But how I I did mention too. I was going to say what colour paper it's uh, the. Uh, you, the um, pastel mat uh, light grey, mm -hmm. which I've used before, and it, you can see how important that would have been to the buildings, particularly. Um, yeah, so I, didn't, I, I didn't have to do a lot of work really. Um, what I did on that on that white building there, on the face of that white building, I used the two seventy all over. I put that all over it, and blended it in made sure it was in now you've got to do that if the argument would be well why do you need to do that you've got the same virtually the same color there it's to receive the next couple of colors which is going to be 273 in this case so on that we had 270 273 and 175 very lightly put in just like touched it in but if you go in, can you see, can you see a crack there, Steve? Can you see that crack? That's the one. Blow that up and have a look at that crack. There you go. Now the poor people aren't going to thank me for this because there's no crack on the original wall. Why did I do that, do you think? Why, why did I put a crack in? There's no crack there, is there? But there is on mine. Interesting. <laughs> well, it's artistic license again. You know, I put that crack in, uh, and what I did there, you see how realistic it looks too. One of the reasons I did, it continues into the shadow area. That's it. You're gonna you're gonna get it now. We'll have a look at that blown up, and you'll see that it actually continues into that shadow area you see now had i not done that i wouldn't have been able to do and get the effect that we've got on that 
I think people will find this fascinating. Yeah, it certainly makes that it makes that section more interesting for sure. Like for what is quite a plain wall, you know, you're adding a little bit of realism and a bit That's of interest. Right. Well, I could have followed the photograph, you see, and and what are those things? What are those wires and bits and pieces? I don't know what they are. Um, I, I imagine one's a, a wire of some kind. But you see, if you put something like that in, you're following the photograph, and the argument could be, well, it's on the picture, so why should not do it? But you don't do it if it doesn't suit you. And one of the other things, uh, there's no, um, there's no drain pipes. I don't do drain pipes. I've never had them. <laughs> I think they are not not something that's pretty attractive. That's really funny because it's in in Colin's landscape world. There's no drain pipes and there's no um, safety rails, so you you get a lot of damp and you fall in water. <laughs> I'm afraid you do. Yeah, but in photographs, you don't have to worry too much about that. You know. <laughs> But it's it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I mean, I would have put those that safety rail in if it had been more attractive than it was. If it had been a nice fence or something. But that's pretty awful looking thing. Look at how it goes across the, the doorway as well. And um, that's not the. I think it comes from the water and it goes up. I don't know what it is. It must be something important. Um, but it's not there now. And I lost the billboard there as well. So. But again, it gives me an opportunity, you see, then, on that harbour uh, pathway to make something of that, like I have done the building. You can mm. make something of it. You can do something. You can make it, vary it. You can put all sorts of things. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Uh, I haven't got there. But eventually it's, I should get there. It's great because you're having fun with it. You know, this is what you're demonstrating that people can have fun with their pictures and... Um, tweak things and change things and kind well, of do what they want this is recent in my memory because i can still remember my um, narrative when i was talking about that uh, building and the crack and the, and i was saying that it's it's going to take time it's not a quick job you have to keep doing a little bit more add a little bit more changing your mind but as you get to the point where you think mm, i like that I mean, I was tempted, and I still am tempted to put another crack in. That would really good. <laughs> but I'm not sure I'll get away with that, but I might. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, it's great. It's it's looking so good. I think this is going to be a really nice discussion for us, you know, to talk about this. I can't wait to see this picture build up, and I'm sure that people will... Um, also find this interesting watching this picture well, I'll, come. I'll take, a, I'll take a few more um, on the way through because there's something I can talk about. I, I would miss it if we put the whole picture finished the picture up there. I'd miss those bits. I wouldn't be able to discuss mm. them so easily as I can when I'm thinking because my th thought patterns are there. I think this is how I think. As you say, I'm having fun. The whole idea is, is, is doing art, really, especially in our situation. We're, we're uh, it's more of a, a leisure pursuit. Uh, I, I even consider that, although it's my job, I still find it very, very pleasurable to be able to play with things like that. You can't put cracks in animals, you see. It's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not really as appealing 
don't really want to see that, do we? We, we definitely crack some buildings more and no, way more interesting. Do it with roads or paths or houses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's looking great. That's looking great. Well, um, good luck with the rest of it, Dad. I can't wait to see how you're getting on next week. Um, if anyone has any questions, like Charles had a question, then please let us know. Anything we can discuss on this podcast for you guys. Um, but in the meantime, we'll wait to, to see how the picture progresses next week. And we shall leave it there for this week. So thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.